Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Monday here in East Central Illinois, Monday, May 7th, on A Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Brian Barnhart, as was mentioned. Glad to be with you wherever you might be listening today. Hope you had a great weekend. Weather cooperated very nicely. A lot of uh, great outdoor activities available to uh, partake in, if you could, over the weekend, or at least uh, watch it. And it was uh, pretty sunny today in 76 in our forecast after a busy, busy weekend here in Champaign-Urbana. Trust you had a great weekend. Looking forward to another week with you here on Penny for Your Thoughts. We're going to start off the show with a couple of guests for you, Robert and Andrew Libman. You may have heard of the Libman Company based in Arcola. It has been named as the V. Dale Cozad Entrepreneur of the Year for 2018 by the Parkland College Foundation. They will honor the Libman family coming up. Uh, tomorrow evening at the I Hotel and uh, Conference Center in Champaign. That company is based in Arcola. It's a leading manufacturer of household and commercial cleaning supplies. It was founded back in 1896. So we'll visit with the uh, Libman family coming up here in this first hour with uh, Robert and Andrew Libman. Second hour, of course, so we'll be open for you. We'll have an open line uh, from, from 10 until 11. Lots of topics. Rudy Giuliani is all over the uh, news over the weekend, if you saw any of the weekend shows, those were uh, big stories, of course, with Rudy Giuliani and the president. Big volcano out in Hawaii. Don't know how many of you have been to the Big Island in Hawaii. I have never been to the Big Island. I've been to uh, Maui, of course, for the tournament. And I've been to Oahu briefly, switching planes in Honolulu, but not to the Big Island. And that's where that uh, big volcano is uh, causing some havoc out there. Muhammad Seymour School Board scheduled to meet tonight. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit as we work our way through the uh, Penny for Your Thoughts show today in the second hour. Again, the phone numbers are 356-9397. You can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357. We'll talk with some members of the Libman family as they are honored by Parkland College tomorrow night. We'll do that. Get it started next. Give us your phone calls, emails, and texts both this hour and next. The Libmans in the first hour and open line in hour number two. We'll come back with Penny for your thoughts on a Monday as we get it started for the week after this opening timeout. We're back on Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400 WDWS. We're at 911, 57 degrees here in downtown Champaign with uh, plenty of sunshine. A sunny day in store today, a high of 76. Great uh, weather for your lawn. Your yard's an important part of the special place you call home. And make sure you let the local lawn care professionals at Spring Green take special care of your lawn and landscape investment and provide the convenience of a trouble-free Spring Green lawn. In each neighborhood they serve, Spring Green uses only state-of-the-art methods and materials to produce the kind of results you'll love coming home to all season long. And in fact, the uh, University of Illinois trusts Spring Green Lawn Care to provide some specialized applications to the athletic fields at the U of I. And they're also used for 
Many large sports fields in the area, including over at St. Joseph Ogden, Catlin, Monticello, Mattoon, and more. They're in their 35th year, and right now is the most important application of the year. Fertilizer, pre-emergent weed control, and never too late to get up on grub control as well. All of Spring Green's technicians licensed by the state of Illinois. Make sure you call J.T. Warmbier or Steve Emke at 359-2111 or visit spring-green.com. One of our sponsors here on Penny for Your Thoughts. 356-9397, a busy weekend. You had the Kentucky Derby, of course, run over the weekend uh, down in Louisville. I was at the um, High School Coaches Hall of Fame basketball induction for the 0405 uh, men's basketball team and a host of other uh, players from the state of Illinois as uh, that was over at Redbird Arena on uh, Saturday night. Enjoyed being a part of that. So thank you to Rod Cardinal and Al Martindale and others for uh, being with us uh, as well as uh, Calvin Brock came back, as did uh, Tracy Webster, who was on that staff for Coach Bruce Weber back in 2004 and 2005. Well, uh, we'll have an open line in hour number two. Our first hour, though, here at 913 as we get started, we're joined by the Libman family and two members of that family. Robert and Andrew Libman are with us. The Libman family receiving the V. Dale Kozad Entrepreneur of the Year Award during the Parkland College's ninth annual Entrepreneur of the Year Banquet. That'll be uh, tomorrow night at the iHotel and Conference Center in Champaign. And uh, Robert Libman is here first. How are you? Great, Brian. How great, are you Great today? to have you here. And uh, your son, Andrew, over here? Yes. Good morning, yeah. Brian. How Thanks are you doing? Us. Yeah, you never, you've never done this kind of radio this interview. This is the first. This wow. is new. Well, good. We're glad to have you in studio and relax and enjoy it. And uh You'll have a good time. It was a big article in the News Gazette uh, about a month ago, I think, uh, talking about this particular award. But I know, as is the case I've learned over the years with people that are successful, I know you guys are pretty humble about the Libman Company. But congratulations on the award. That's uh, I'm sure that means something to you, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, what? Uh, when did you hear that you were going to get this? How long ago did you find out? Well. I think the past couple of years, it's, it's been mentioned that they were interested, you know, in mm-hmm. talking to us. And we've kind of just, uh, you know, kind of keep the low profile and didn't want to do that. But this year they kind of they got us <laughs> and we, uh, we agreed to do it. So yeah. but, but it's been a good experience for sure. Yeah, I mentioned that 0405 team. And uh, I know you, Mr. Robert Libman here, were friends with Bruce Weber. You were at the, their daughter's wedding, right, yes. this weekend? Yes, very nice. And uh, where did they have that? Uh, in Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Yes. Wow. That's the little uh, Emily who... I watched grew up on the on the team bus yes. over time. So, well, uh, let's talk about your company a little bit, the Libman uh, Company. For people that uh, don't know what it is, and it's based in Arcola. I know we'll go back over the history of it, but uh, a lot of people may or may not realize all that. Well, what we do today is um, uh, manufacture brooms, mops, and brushes, mm-hmm. and refills, uh, and we manufacture our own steel handles. Um, we make our own plastic parts, and we extrude all of our fibers for all of our products. So we're as vertically integrated uh, as as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say on a week on a weekly basis, we produce between four hundred and five hundred thousand brooms, mops, brushes, and refills a week out of our plant. All out of the plant in our cola. All out of our cola. Yeah. yeah. I've and always felt if I can't see it, I don't want it. So I, <laughs> I wasn't interested in two, three plants. If I walk in every morning, I walk around, I know everything exactly the way it should be, and I, that's the way I've kept it. <laughs> now, it was your grandfather 
who started the company, right? Right. Tell us about the, him and well, the start, I well, guess. Well, let, let's go back to 1882. It's mm-hmm. really quite an interesting story, and, and receiving this award, it's, I would say, kind of pushed me to think about the past and, uh, uh, and where we've been and uh, all, all the way up to uh, uh, my, my children joining the company. But it, in 1882, my great-grandfather came from Lithuania, mm-hmm. Um, with his uh, with his son who was nine years old and mm-hmm. and uh, this son became a peddler and one of the items he peddled was a corn broom and which happened to be actually one of the first houseware items in the houseware industry and being in the fact that there was hardly any carpeting all wooden floors you know brooms were you know if you've ever watched old-time western movies what is the first thing you see as you walk into the general store? Okay, is <laughs> a broom. Uh, is a bro- corn brooms in a dis- <laughs> you know in a display, which is right. all different shapes, different sizes, and any- mm-hmm. anyway, in eighteen ninety two, he actually went into the brew business with his first cousin, uh, Harry France. And if you remember, or those who've lived here a long time, there was a company in Paxson, France Broom Company, mm-hmm. which moved from Chicago to Paxson after my father moved from Chicago to uh, Tuscola in uh, 1931. So in in 1896, they split up, and it became the Libman Broom Company and the France Broom Company. And then from there on, it it was, uh, I would say every 15, 20 years, it was a a constant rebuilding process because you had the commodity uh, depression in in 1921, and uh, my grandfather, uh, well, it was broom corn is a, is a big commodity product, and he had bought a lot of broom corn, and overnight the price went down. So they went out of business. I don't know, maybe it could have been a month, but they went back in, and they rebuilt. And eight, nine years later, they had the 1929 depression. So they went out again, and they had to rebuild. And they never gave up. And uh, along comes the, uh, the rise of uh, Al Capone and the gangsters, and they would go from one business to another in Chicago uh, requesting uh, protection money, which it really was no protection money. They just they were uh, holding everybody up for money. And knowing my father, as I grew up with him and worked with him, he wasn't going to put up with giving anybody money if they didn't work for it. So um, they uh, the way I and this is interesting because I didn't know this until maybe five years ago. My first cousin who told me this story. My father never told me the story. Anyway, they came, and on the second floor, they threw him out of the second story. Now, use your imagination what happened. Throwing him out of the second floor made WLS News, okay? Really? Okay. And the fathers of Tuscola picked it up, and they called my dad, and they said, we have a building for you. Uh, they invited him to Tuscola, and next thing uh, uh, is they... Uh, Moved everything overnight, literally overnight, hmm. and uh, all the machinery on the truck, and they, they had a building they set up, and the gangsters in Chicago followed them down. They found them, and they followed them down. And the city fathers, the sheriff, um, stopped them and told them, if you ever come back, excuse my language, I'll beat the hell out of you. So they never came back to Tuscola. <laughs> so they're, uh, they... Uh, they, they, uh, there they are in Tuscola, which was the heart of broomcorn mm-hmm. uh, country uh, at that time. El- uh, broomcorn had moved from east going west, and now it was in Illinois. Hmm. Um, and, and so at that point, you're in Tuscola. In Tuscola. And, so, and it makes sense to be in Tuscola because you get a right. lot of corn around the here, bro- right? The broomcorn <laughs> was around, around yeah. there. So um, 
and throughout the my father actually moved there they had no money they had to rebuild in fact there's a story that my mother always tells my mother's brother loaned my father five hundred dollars to buy a carload of handles so every time my mother would get upset with me she said now robert the Libman company wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me because it was her brother who loaned my father five hundred dollars to buy a carload of handles so they struggled in those days you didn't have they, they couldn't pay their people weekly Men would work. You have to understand this was a depression. And when my father got paid, mm-hmm. every they they paid everybody, and that's the way that everybody worked on trust. Anyway, along came World War II, and they made a lot of ruins for the government. And, mm-hmm. and in the late thirties, they picked up all the Kroger business. Uh, in fact, one of the first orders my father said his largest orders ever got ever got it was something like seventy five thousand dozen brooms, which is a massive and mm-hmm. and. Uh, so they were a major supplier to Kroger's, and in, in, in the after the war, I'm not I I'm not really sure either the end of the 40s or 50s. The government split Kroger up to divisions all over. Hmm. So then they had a, they've lost a lot of business, and the broom business basically was a very local regional business. Many it was maybe 500 plus broom factories all over. Uh, so they had to rebuild, and then along uh, and I grew up in the business about this time. And I, I actually, I, I, I loved working with my hands. Uh, I, I got a big, really got a big kick out of it. I liked everybody that worked there. Um, and I can't explain why, it's just the way I, way I was. And uh, I uh, went to Illinois and went to, uh, and then I went to Michigan for my MBA and my brother joined. Uh, he went to Illinois and then NYU and he joined in 1966. And I joined after I had, was in the army. And we started making corn brooms, and uh, and we realized that sooner or later we had to automate. Sooner or later we had to do things different if we were going to stay in the broom industry. Mm-hmm. And that was the impetus to uh, to where we're at, where where we are at now. We started automating corn brooms, and and then we uh, plastic brooms, and we had up, ups and downs like every business has. And and the biggest change to the Libman Company was uh, Kmart was our biggest customer. And we had produced at one time for Kmart as high as 4,000 dozen brooms a day, which is 40. It was a massive amount of brooms. Hmm. And uh, remember, at those days, they had the Blue Light Special. They would sell <laughs> a huge amount of brooms oh, on yeah. the weekend, and they had all of it. So one day I got a phone call, and they said to me, it was just like yesterday, they said, well, they're going to drop our brooms. One broom will be from Mexico, another broom from Italy, just like that. And so I had to lay off. Probably the worst day of my life in the broom industry, maybe 50 people. And that uh, hit me hard, And but I was young, and I was strong, and I wasn't going to give up. And that's the big key to starting uh, diversifying mm-hmm. in, the, in the industry. And we made a lot of mistakes, but we learned by our mistakes. And, when, and the goal was to take all the products that were available in the industry and improve them, add value to them. And um, and this and we still do this today, uh, and, and uh, we're constantly automating. Automating. We have designers in Portugal and Italy, and molds that come from Portugal and Italy, and machinery comes from Italy and Japan. And then and I'll turn this over to Andrew here. But now we we are in, ni- in 1989, where we decided to pick Mama Libman, and as a spokesperson, 
and starting to advertise and develop a brand. Mm-hmm. And Andrew, you could take it from there, yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, um, yeah, and, and that's, uh, so all of the Kmart things happened in the 70s, right? Is yes. that when that would have happened? Yes, okay. yes. So then the business uh, grows. You wanted to expand, uh, diversify, yeah. right, a little yeah. bit? Yeah, so yeah. I joined the business in 1995, and uh, before I joined, they had already gotten on the track of starting to brand the product and do more advertising and marketing. I think around 1989, we hired a professor from Northwestern University who had a strong uh, marketing mm-hmm. background, and he helped us kind of develop the mm-hmm. concept of uh, Mama Libman was the original uh, character that went along with the brand, mm-hmm. gave the, the brand a personality. And um, so we really just, you know, continued to build upon that marketing and, and advertising uh, strategy. And, you know, that really went along with the the quality of the product that Robert was talking about, the value that we could add, even though it's just a mop and a broom, there are differences in the products in terms of the amount of fiber we put in the brooms or the quality of the sponges or the strength of the steel handles, little things that people wouldn't know until they actually mm-hmm. bought the product and used it at home. And that's kind of how you build the equity of the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so the advertising, the marketing really goes along with the quality, uh, goes along with the whole made in USA story. And that's something we use to put on our packaging as well. We tell consumers the product's made in the USA, and, and there's a good percentage of, of consumers out there that really appreciate buying a product that's made in the USA. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part, it helps us really take care of our customers uh, in terms of you know, when Walmart orders 1,000 brooms, they expect those brooms to be there in full and on time. So mm-hmm. having the manufacturing here really allows us uh, to have that flexibility and, and strength in, in taking care of our customers. Mm-hmm. And you have uh, tie-ins with Walmart, what, Walgreens, Target, Rural King, Home Depot, Lowe's? Yep. I mean, and probably more yeah. than less than there. I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, our top four customers would be Walmart, uh, Target, Home Depot, and Lowe's. Those are the four big mass retailers in the U.S. that control about 60 to 70% of the market. And then you get mm-hmm. down to a next tier like Kroger and uh, Menards and... Meyer up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wegmans is a great supermarket chain out in Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever visited any of their stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, Weiss Markets in Pennsylvania. And, and a lot of those are family businesses, too, actually. We have good relationships with some of our customers that also have that same culture mm-hmm. and the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you know, Wegmans and Weiss, they're all family businesses. Yeah. And those are all the relationships that have developed in the last 30 years? Or would yes. that be about right? Yeah, yeah. some of them we... We're already selling before I came, and some we've we've added onto the customer mm-hmm. base. But it's it's kind of a snowball effect a little bit. If if you do something right and keep doing it right every day, mm-hmm. you, you can build momentum. It's right. kind of like anything in life; you're building a foundation of success, right? And you have to keep building on that. And if you mm-hmm. you know if if you have something but go backwards, a big step backwards, and you kind of have to keep build that foundation again, right? All right, we're going to take a break. We're with uh, Robert and Andrew Libman. They're part of the Libman family. You may have uh, be aware of them down in Douglas County with uh, Arcola, their their big plant. We'll talk about that a little bit. They're being honored by Parkland College, the Parkland College Entrepreneurial Program. Banquet is tomorrow night at the I Hotel and Conference Center in Champaign. If you have any questions for them, feel free to give us a call, 356-9397. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, Three five one five three five seven, or email us talk at wdws dot com if you'd like to send along your congratulations uh, for the award they're receiving tomorrow night. We'll come back with more after this. Welcome back, Penny. For your thoughts continues. We're visiting with the Libman family here today, and representing uh, their family is uh, we've got Robert Libman and also Andrew Libman. 
Uh, if you have any comments or questions, want to send along congratulations. They are the Parkland College Entrepreneurs of the Year. They're being honored tomorrow night. Let's go to Hank quickly. Uh, Hank, how are you? I'm doing excellent. How are you guys? Good. Hey, I, I got to re- relate a story uh, when I heard those guys come on. And by the way, congratulations on going to, on the Parkland deal tomorrow. But my uncle started his own business as a, a hardware jobber. And the first thing he did was go down there and buy a truckload of uh, brooms. And he drove back to Chicago and sold the truck. I mean, the brooms out of a, out of a truck. He ended up 20 years later being a multimillionaire, but uh, it all started with your brooms. Now, what year are you talking about? Forty-seven, forty-eight, somewhere in there. Wow. Hmm. Was he yeah. a jo- was he a jobber or? A, yeah, he was a jobber. He he just come down there buy a load of brooms, and that's how he started his business. It was just your brooms, and then he eventually branched off other to other products. So what what is the name of the business? Uh, Mark Leff. No, I don't. I I wouldn't remember that. No, hmm. no, I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. it. He used to. He used to tell me about it all the time. How he started his business with selling brooms out of our cola. Well, the uh, the distribution channels have, have changed a little bit, but in that point in time, I'm sure that was very common to, you know, have hardware middleman or distributors or jobbers where you would do something like that, go into a major market and and make oh, money that yeah, way. Yeah. So, so when you, you say, right. when, it, it, you know, go ahead. He, he, you know, he he retired when he was about 55 years old, and that was somewhere in the 70s or 80s. So mm. early, yeah, middle seventies. Yeah. So when you guys say everything was changing. When you guys say jobbers, what does that mean? Are you, well, what they do is they go out and buy products from the manufacturer, and then go around to the little hardware stores and then sell them. I'd say it's kind of a uh, a nickname for a distributor. Okay. So they're not selling to the end use consumer; they're selling to other smaller uh, retailers. Mm. Okay. A jobber, a distributor. Small yeah. yeah. Small hardware stores. Yeah. So, but I but I heard you and I and I had to give you a call because it brought, brought back a flood of old memories about my uncle. He's long past, but he was a special man. Hey, thank you, Hank. Great, All great. Right. To... I appreciate it, guys. Have a good time. Bye. All right. Yep. Thank great you. to hear from you. We'll come back with the Libmans here after our timeout. We've got news headlines. More coming up. An open line after ten on Penny on a Monday. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk fourteen hundred WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at wdws.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Welcome back. Penny for your thoughts continues here. Our second half hour visiting with the uh, Libman family here. They're the V. Dale Kozad Entrepreneurs of the Year for uh, 2018, the Parkland College Ninth Annual Entrepreneur of the Year Banquet, and the Parkland College Entrepreneurial Program, the result of a partnership between the college and community members committed to developing strong, educated leaders for today's workforce, provides scholarships to students, demonstrating potential for growth as future managers, leaders, and innovators, among other things. So we appreciate uh, Robert Libman being with us and Andrew Libman as well. It's an entire family business. Before we get back to them, real quick, the Woods families helped over 55,000 homeowners with their wood uh, basement uh, issues, mold, pests of all types, and smells 
can kind of lurk in your dirt crawl space uh, this time of the year in the spring once the air conditioner is turned on. It's been warm enough to do that lately. Call this area's highest-rated, most-reviewed contractor, Woods Basement Systems. And did you know that crawl space wall cracks will let water leak into your crawl space? Most of that water gets it trapped on top of the vapor barrier, too, and it evaporates up and into your home, and mold loves that. So get your free estimate now from Woods Basement System and fix those basement and crawl space cracks once and for all. The number to call is 888-935-4333 or go to woodsbasementsystems.com. Real quick, want to talk about your family, uh, your wife Sandra, right, Robert? Right. right. All right, tell me about her. How's, how's she doing? And Well, she's she's great. She's a special lady mm-hmm. and um, probably one of the highlights of my life. Uh, you know, uh, obviously having all my children uh, is, is also high, the highlights too but she, she's uh, uh, always wanting to uh, help people always wanting to do things for somebody or somebody else and uh, uh, served on her uh, uh, college uh, as chairman of the board in Heidelberg and Tiffin Ohio for nine years and uh, basically t- t- took a college that was somewhat in, in, in trouble difficulty and really turned it around and she's mm. she's my advisor and my best friend You've got uh, your kids, too, of course, Andrew, Rachel, Aaron, and Rebecca, right? And they're all involved in the business? Yes, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Andrew is, uh, uh, I'll digress just a minute. When Andrew was born, I, I said, uh, well, maybe someday he'll want to work work, work with me. And, and after so many years, 50 years later, I actually work for Andrew today. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but... It took a long time to get there, but uh, my sister Rachel also works in the business. She's uh, more on the sales side of things, and she lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. My brother Aaron is also in our coal, and he's more on the manufacturing and operation side of the business. Um, and we have other family members in the business as well. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a true family business, but we have uh, a lot of non-family members, which are critical parts of, of the management team and, and the success in all areas, marketing, sales, computers, mm-hmm. manufacturing. So it's really a full team effort of all the employees that we have. And everything under one roof, in production-wise, in Arcola. Yes. So where exactly in Arcola? Are you, we're in town, outside of town, obviously? Or? No, it's in town. In town, uh, okay. You can see it right uh, as you go down 57 and you look west. You see, uh, before you go over the overpass, just turn, you look right, and you see this massive blue building sitting there, yeah. and uh, and that's where uh, where we where we go every mm-hmm. day. And how many employees? Oh, anywhere from six fifty to seven hundred mm. in the, Douglas County. Yeah, yeah. The reason we are located where we are is we uh, purchased an old red brick schoolhouse, mm-hmm. which I don't know if Robert mentioned that no. the in the fifties, right? Yeah. And eventually tore that down, and it was kind of in the middle of the residential area and built a factory building, and it's grown from there. So we're kind of in, entrenched a little bit right in the middle mm. middle of the town. But it's growing north now out into okay. the open farmland. Well, I just thought a factory that big, it had to be outside of town, but uh, it's in town. Oh, it, yeah, it, right was, in, yeah. it was hmm. Everything kind of grew around us. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've got some phone callers for you here as we uh, go to the phones. Let's go to Steve here. You're on with Robert and Andrew Libman. Go ahead. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Aaron. I think you recognize the voice. This is Steve Hamburg. Hi, Stephen. We do. Good morning. Good morning, you all. I can't tell you how proud and happy I am for you and the family on an award that was long, long overdue, and you're doing such wonderful things 
for the country, and I'm so pleased that you've been so successful, and I can't wait to get to the party tomorrow night. I'll be there with bells on and continued success, and again, very happy, proud, and a wonderful award, long overdue. Uh, let me let me interrupt, Stephen. I grew up with Steve. You did? Okay. And uh, is, uh, he, we knew his mom and dad very well. I knew his grandparents. Mm-hmm. And Steve is a fabulous man. Has a tremendous heart, always doing something for somebody else. If it's a Salvation Army, it's the Boys Club. Mm-hmm. And he's a great asset to the community of Champaign and very well liked. Oh, and uh, you're, you're, you're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> no, you're Stephen. That's now, the, now, did you sell him? Did, did you sell him products, or did he? I mean, no. you, just, you just knew him. No, no, we just grew up together. Yeah, okay, we, you know, We've our, been our friends for sixty-five years. Sixty-five years. <laughs> Long time. Well, that's that's great. So you're going tomorrow night. I'll be there. I hope you will too, Brian. Well, I'm gonna try. I don't know. I've got some stuff I, I'm, I'm involved with tomorrow night, so I don't know if I can make it or not. But uh, well, it'll I, be a wonderful soirée. All it'll right. Hey, great. thank you, Steve. Take care, Stephen. Okay, appreciate it. We're visiting with the Libman family. Not only Broom, Brooms is where it started, all the way from the uh, cart in Chicago. But uh, there's all kinds of mops and cleaning products, and you you go anywhere in any major store, you're going to see their products there. Again, it's all based here in uh, our area, and uh, right there in Arcola, USA. Let's go to Ted. Hey, Ted. Good morning. Good morning. Just called to say congratulations to the uh, gentleman, and uh, I saw. Person who was in town a couple of weeks ago, um, Alan uh, Gershowitz, who had the same thought process that you guys do, and that's very rare. You'll hear me say that of that liberal gentleman, and I enjoyed him, and he was great. And a friend of mine works uh, for you, named John Franklin. Known him for 20 years. He's as honest as a day is long, and with employees like that, you can't go wrong. And just called to say congratulations. Thank you very much. And John is a wonderful, wonderful guy. And you hit the nail on the head. He, he's honest as the day is long. You're absolutely right. Yep. Keep up the good work. Thank right. you for calling. Thank Thanks. you, Ted. Appreciate it. A uh, question from Tom and Matt Toon on the text line. He says, did Libman's take over the Monahan Broom Company? Is that it? No. The, the Monahan's uh, has never made brooms. They are a supplier to the broom industry. Okay. Um, now today they uh, are they, they manufacture fibers and other things. At one time they, they used to produce handles, but uh, no, we're not. Uh, no, outside of being very good friends, a supplier over the years, that, that, that's that's where it's at. And Tom in Somer Township on the text line says, "Was your company formerly called the Arcola Broom Corn Company?" No, no, no. Is it, okay. There have been other small. Uh, broom corn companies okay. you know, in our coal area so right. there's been yeah. quite a few of them now robert you're going to be the is it the grand marshal of the is yes. that right the broom yes. parade yes yeah so you get to wear a crown or anything uh, or? I, I hope not <laughs> <laughs> i hope not when is that coming up well i think it's uh the first uh after labor day the first weekend after labor day in okay. september all right mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the other question I had, real quick, was the color, the the Libman brand. You got there's a lot of, uh, and you're just about in every Big Ten arena. I see, and I know at the Big Ten tournament, there's a Libman comes out in that green, and they got the mop, <laughs> and they're cleaning up the floor. Well, uh, well, for, first of all, there were three colors. There was a, a green, a red, and uh, and yellow, 
And uh, so we came out with those three colors years ago in the 80s to see which one was pre- preferred. And we picked green because it, it's like a spring green. Fra- it represents freshness and cleanliness. Okay. Yeah. And, th- and now it's all one color green. It helped us uh, build our brand because if consumers don't remember the brand name, they remember the color. Yeah. Because when you take a broom home, you throw away the packaging and you kind of re- forget you know, what brand is it? But you, you go back yeah. to the store and buy that green handle again. Yeah. But you talked about the, the sports marketing and the, uh, the Big Ten, and we do some of that. Uh, it's, it's more like live advertising with all the, the change in national media with on-demand TV and people skipping through TV commercials. We're trying to do more marketing for, during mm-hmm. live events, interactive, where people can really see the product in action and, and build the brand that way. Yeah. How many years have you been associated with the Big Ten? Has it been? Oh, I'd say about seven years or so okay yeah because yeah. i remember seeing all of a sudden it was like and people i would see the libman they'd come mm-hmm. out there and people would tell me yeah you know they're based in arcola did you know that and i'm like well, no i didn't i didn't yeah. realize that well, the only and, thing i i i can't get away from but even if i want to go to a basketball game and enjoy it there's the name libman <laughs> <laughs> just a wonderful feeling there brian i'm sure it is let's go to uh don good morning don Good morning. I'm just a city boy, so please explain to me what is the difference between broom corn and the corn I see going up in all these fields around Champaign-Urbana? Oh, okay? it's a very, very good question. First of all, um, both corns are considered a sorghum, okay? Uh, uh, corn that you see in the field uh, to feed the animals and to make corn oil is, is very uniform. Uh, both broom corn and regular corn, corn as you see with the cob they look alike the uh, uh the difference is that broom corn will vary in height and where you see the tassel on top in broom corn uh, that is where the fiber's at okay and uh, because of the variation up and down it has to be cut by hand uh it's a long process it it it, it, it has to be harvested by hand it has to be sorted out by color by length because every different quality of broom corn goes in different parts of the broom. Um, so uh, you, 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 there is a difference, but it's, it's not a huge difference. Hmm. So uh, broom corn, when you see, when you drive by a corn field, do you? You would know it. You would know it. You would okay. know it. Uh, if, yeah. if you've been over at the university, to the, to the, they do a lot of experimenting. You could see the, there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And different parts of the country grow, uh, some grow really high, some grow really low. But there's no more broom corn in the United States anymore because of the manual uh, harvesting process it takes. It all comes from Mexico. Um, it's tr- it's hmm. tried to come from Africa, but this it, it hasn't been very successful. Yeah, three five six nine three nine seven. Visiting here with the Libman family, Robert and Andrew are here today in studio. They have a big family. We'd run out of microphones, but we got two of them here, and we're glad they're with us talking about their company. Again, they're being honored by uh, Parkland College, the V Dale Cozad Entrepreneurs of the Year for the year 2018 and we'll come back with more with our guests we'll have an open line after hour number two or during hour number two and then of course rush after that and it's 951 on penny penny for your thoughts continues here we've had a lot of fun visiting with the uh, libmans here robert libman and uh, his son andrew of course their entire family andrew rachel aaron uh, that fourth generation have all been involved in the uh, family business and, uh, of course, uh, we mentioned uh, Robert's wife, Sandra. She's been heavily involved in our community as well. Rebecca, Andrew, Rachel, Aaron, and Rebecca are the uh, four children. And Andrew is with us. Robert is with us. 
And we'll take in some comments and questions. If you have any here in the next couple of minutes, you can uh, get them in real quick. We're at 955. Uh, product line, you've had, you've innovated over the years. Um, anything new that you've been working on lately? I know there's all kinds of, uh, you've got squeegees and gloves and mops. And yep. I saw an ad for a Wonder Mop. Yeah, we kind yeah. of have the, the core items. Uh, you mentioned a couple of the Wonder Mop, the Nitty Gritty Roller Mop. The, we have a spray mop where you can fill the, the bottle with liquid and there's a microfiber pad. Um, there's definitely the, the core items, and we've, we always round those out every year with uh, you know a handful of new products to keep the product line fresh. Um, but I've always found the core core items really drive the business. Mm-hmm. Um, we've added got into some of these peripheral categories, like you talked about, rubber gloves and floor cleaning liquids, more just to be able to round out the product line and, and look for areas to grow mm-hmm. in. You know, regardless of what business you're in, you're always looking for the, the next step and how can we right. grow the business to, to remain mm-hmm. strong and stable as a company. Do you hear from customers a lot? Does that help guide you a little bit as to what people need? We, you, we you, do, um, especially with social media now. There's kind of an, an explosion of online reviews and comments about the products. You can constantly get feedback from consumers, um, number, co- consumer line, people are calling in. A lot of You'd be shocked the letters that we get from people just how appreciative they are about the product being made in the USA. And mm-hmm. there's kind of like these clean freaks out there that, that love cleaning, and they write mm-hmm. in these letters. And I'm like, wow, it's a two-page letter. And uh, we take the time to write them a note back because they took the time to write us. So mm-hmm. it's great. I know uh, as we get near the end here, we're at 956, so we'll have an open line after 10. I know, Robert, uh, in a small town like Arcola, in our area around here, word of mouth, reputation, all, how you treat people, that's all real important to you, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you, if you treat, treat people well and you treat them with respect, uh, it's not necessarily what you have. It's uh, how you treat people in your life and your reputation that counts. Yeah. And Libman, uh, you're not around since 1896 by having you know by not having a good reputation right i mean you you have to have a good reputation to be around that long well i think at the beginning of the program i was talking about the, the, the rebuilding and and i've seen it in my children i mean my andrew here he never gives up i mean i mean if you think we've lost an account we really haven't because he ends up going above the buyer and he gets the business back and that that's a good trait to have that's what it takes today yeah well and you mentioned <laughs> keeping up with the times i mean the way Social media is um, talk about mm-hmm. reputation and and being in front of those things. You have to be in this day and age, right? I yeah, mean, absolutely. And and you got to build a brand. That's that's really key because if you don't, you're t- kind of just a me too. Um, you have to have a quality product, and you got to create an emotional connection to that brand. Um, we have an ad campaign we run. It's, it's remember the moment, forget the mess. Where we show these great household moments. You know, the daughter doing an art project, throwing glitter makes a mess, and you come in and you clean it up with the Libman product. So mm-hmm. trying to pull at the heartstrings a little bit with some of the, the marketing campaigns that we do. Yeah. And you're trying to go international or already are international, or how is that? We, we are a little bit. We yeah. sell into Canada, but I'm not sure you'd call that international. But uh, <laughs> yeah. we are in Australia as well, and with a different brand. It's not called Libman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's harder to expand into some of the uh, markets in South America Um where the, the quality level isn't quite the same and the price points are lower, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit harder for us to get into those markets. But we are constantly yeah. trying. Well, you're in a business where there's always going to be messes, right? I mean, things have to be cleaned up. I mean, that's... Uh, Absolutely. The, the, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a business that uh, a mop and broom is probably not going to be replaced. You have a vacuum cleaner at the high end that costs $100, and mm-hmm. you've got a bottle of glass cleaner that's 299 and somewhere in the middle is what we sell, the cleaning tools. Yeah. 
Well, we're honored to have you here tonight. Congratulations on the uh, Entrepreneur of the Year Award from Parkland. And uh, we'll look forward to that event tomorrow night. And uh, you guys did great on your first <laughs> yes. radio interview. So You're not so bad yourself, Brian. You're, you're <laughs> well, very, thank you. very good. Very <laughs> impressive, Brian. Yeah, well, you made thank us relax. You. Appreciate well, that. Thank you. Robert and Andrew Libman with us here today. We're thankful to them. And uh, check out their business. They're based in Arcola and a uh, long, long history in this area. All right. Uh, our thanks to them. Thanks to Parkland College. Thanks to Ellen Schmidt for helping me with uh, all of this as well, setting all of this up. And uh, we'll be back with an open line in hour number two after the news here at the top of the hour at 10 o'clock all the way up until 11. We'll continue with more Penny for Your Thoughts after the news on WDWS. Champaign-Urbana, it is 10 o'clock at the Tone. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at WDWS.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And we're back, hour number two, Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS. We'll have an open forum, open line here at this particular hour up until 11 o'clock ahead of the Rush Limbaugh show. Appreciate the Libman family being on with us, and uh, we kind of scratched the surface of everything they do, but I thought it was uh, very interesting to hear their history of the company and all that they've done based right in Arcola, Illinois, here in our back door. So, uh, boy, you never know. All of who's around and what they're doing and what they've accomplished, and certainly they deserve their honor. Uh, they are being honored tomorrow night by Parkland College. The original um, winner of this award, the V. Dale Kozad Entrepreneur of the Year Award from Parkland, Clint Atkins in 2010, Rick Stevens in 2011, Dwight Miller, Rudy Frasca, Murray Wise, Steve Hilliard, Lori Gold Patterson. Last year it was Jeff Hartman, and this year the Robert J. Libman family. Uh, in their business. So we appreciate them coming in and being with us for that hour. An open line here in hour number two. After a busy weekend, uh, both in sports and in news, of course, uh, Rudy Giuliani in New York City, well-known around 9-11, uh, presidential candidate at one point. He is uh, on the president's legal team. He's been all over the place. Uh, both for the things he has said and the things he's trying to say. <laughs> so that's been interesting news uh, over the weekend. Also, of course, this big volcano in Hawaii. I don't know, I, as I mentioned earlier, I've been to Maui. I've been briefly on Oahu. This is the big island of Hawaii. Anybody familiar with where that volcano is exactly? Uh, have you been to that island? Uh, what do you know about it? But that's been a problem. Over, what, a couple thousand people had to be evacuated. They've had... Lava everywhere, so that's been a problem, and some earthquakes as well. Here locally, news about the Mohammed Seymour uh, School Board. That's been in the news locally. Uh, can get into that if you would like. And whatever else is on your mind. I know Cardinal fans are feeling pretty good uh, today after a sweep of the Chicago Cubs. First game was close. I think it was 3-2. to two. Second game, the Cubs probably should have won on Saturday. Would have, could have, should have, right? But they did not. They lost uh, in the extra innings. And then last night's game never seemed to get over because of the rain delays. They played a half an inning, then they had a rain delay. Then they played some more, and they had another rain delay. And eventually the game went 14 innings, and uh, Dexter Fowler, the former Cub, won it for the Cardinals 
and they sweep the Cubs. Cardinals play Minnesota today in interleague play as they continue their homestand. They did lose uh, Yadi Molina for a while. Did you see that? That uh, that was painful to watch. Took a foul ball in the groin area. Had to have emergency surgery. It was on a 102-mile-an-hour pitch that was fouled. And um, he was in agony. So I, I can't even imagine. So he's out for a month, it looks like. Cardinals now have won five straight. The uh, Twins were no-hit by James Shields of the White Sox for six innings. They rallied to win over the White Sox, though, 5-3. to three. The winner of the Kentucky Derby was the favorite, justified Bob Baffert who uh, when I was living in Southern California, he was uh, pretty prominent out there in Southern California, but um, wins the uh, Kentucky Derby. So congratulations. We'll see if we get a Triple Crown winner this year. Of course, you'll have to win the Preakness and the Belmont to accomplish that. Illinois baseball and softball went out to the baseball game on Friday night. Weather was perfect. Everything was perfect. Uh, Looked like the beer tent worked well. Looked like the crowd had a great time. They honored our uh, colleague Dave Lone for his 30 years behind the microphone. Great ceremony. So uh, thank you to the DIA. I thought they put that together very well. Beautiful video with um, Dan Hartlip talking about Dave and all the games he's done. And uh, he's been doing it for 30 years. So congratulations to Dave Lone, who then promptly took a week off. <laughs> well deserved. Catches a break here. Anyway, uh, three five six nine three nine seven. Let's go to the phones here, and Leo is with us here. Good morning, Leo. Good morning. Hi, Robert. Hi, Andrew. Well, they're not here. They they took off, but um, oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. What what were you going to say about them? Well, Robert was my neighbor, and Andrew or Aaron is their son is now. Uh, oh, I've seen them grow in that business forever. They. Uh, if they treat their employees like they treat their neighbors and stuff, they do a wonderful job. That's why them people stay there. Yeah. Well, they, you're not you're not around for what is it, 120 years without um, treating people right. I would think. Yes, I remember when uh, I think they had 35 people, and Roberts giving us giving us a couple tours in the plant, and it's just amazing the manufacturing that they do inside the plant. Um, they make everything there. Yeah, and, and I I think the one thing, and you know this, knowing Robert, I guess, the, the cleanliness of the plant, the way it's run, um, sounds like it's very efficient and very uh, very effective. Yes, and one thing Robert said was uh, he'll like this. He says it, when he passes, and if they don't run the plant the way he wants it done, the ground will rumble. That's one of Robert's statements. <laughs> I hope he's listened to that. Well, that's great. So, well, it's a, it's a big honor for them, and we're glad they were able to. They don't do a lot of media interviews, so this was, uh, like I think, the first time they've done a radio interview in that regard. So. Oh, totally. They, yeah. Their conversation is, is uh, limited when they, you know, but they, they're workers. You know, a missionary Robert, under workaholic, his picture would be in there. Yeah, well. It would be totally. He's yeah. a workaholic. He's, he's a good man. Yes, he's he is. Man. Hey. Okay, thank th- you. For thank you, Leo. Yeah, sorry you missed him, but uh, appreciate okay. it. Three five six nine three nine seven. We're on Penny for your thoughts. Had a good time at the induction of the twenty two thousand four two thousand five men's basketball team on Saturday night over at Illinois State, the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association. Uh, they're looking to uh, establish a museum in the state. I know Jim Shepard and others have been working on that for uh, several years. But uh, they put together a really nice event the other night. Uh, honored all the. Um, 
Hall of Fame coaches. You had career coaches like Jim Molinari, uh, Dave Weber, a high school coach. Of course, Bruce Weber's brother, Glenbrook North, uh, inducted in with several others. Uh, Craig Buchanan played basketball at Muhammad Seymour. Um, he was on that list. Uh, Tracy Webster, of course, who wound up being an Illinois assistant coach under uh, Bruce Weber in that 0405 season. He was a double inductee. I was kidding him about that. He got he got two ribbons uh, to get in. So a lot of great players. They've got a great list of all their Hall of Fame inductees over the years, everything from players to friends of basketball to uh, teams, the great teams. Back in 1997, for instance, they inducted uh, the Champaign High School teams from 1945 and 47. Uh, and there's just a really nice uh, program they put together that uh, honored all those great folks over the years, and they're trying to get a museum put together. I guess Iowa has one, Missouri has uh, uh, one, Kentucky, Indiana, and Wisconsin, and they're working on getting that done in Illinois. But just uh, pleased to be a part of that and had a great time uh, catching up with a lot of folks. Thanks to Rod Cardinal for helping uh, put our end of things together there. Three five six three nine seven is how you can join us, and we're at ten nineteen. Hey, good morning to Jim. Hey, good morning, Brian. Hey, over the weekend I was watching. I guess it's last week's news, but that high school girl that wore an Asian style dress to her prom. You remember that story? No, was she from around here? Uh, no, I don't think she was. But there was hmm. a big hubbub about how she's uh, misappropriating the Asian culture. There are quite a few people pretty up about hmm. that. I'm hmm. sorry you didn't know that. Yeah, it was kind of a big story. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, see that particular story. I saw a few well, others, it, but it, as far as stupid stories go, it was a big. Oh, one. okay. But, yeah, they were. There was quite a bit of hubbub on that, and it got me looking around. And I just wanted to point out that over the weekend, I saw, uh, I saw an Italian guy with a baseball hat, and I saw a German wearing blue jeans, and and. Clearly, you know, this is a misappropriation of yeah. American culture, but I'm just having a little hard time getting to work up over that. <laughs> okay. okay. If you haven't seen the story, I guess it kind of makes the whole point. Yeah. Made, but I'm sure a lot of people have. One of those things you had to see it, huh? Yeah, it yeah. was quite a, it was kind of a big deal in the can you believe this category. <laughs> but it got me thinking. So, well, you know, everything's. Anyway, well, have a good day. Bye. All right. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Open line, open form. You have the mic. The mics are open on the floor, so if you've got something you want to bring to the table, you can talk about the current topics that are out there. As I say, there are evergreen topics, obviously, the the political world and all that's going on in Washington, D.C., but I know sometimes people want to say, hey, I, you know, we hear that uh, quite a bit, so let's talk about this or that. So now's your opportunity. You're on an open forum here in this open line. We'll do it again tomorrow at 9 with a uh, planned open line, and then we have uh, On the Money tomorrow at 10, 9 a.m. on Wednesday, uh, Champaign City Councilman Tom Bruno. He's been in that seat for a long time. I always like to have Tom on. He's a great guest. And then uh, Thursday, after they have the uh, Busey Economics Seminar, we'll have Ed Charlow on. They're going to do that the night before this time. Normally he comes on uh, like the day after, but in this case they're honoring Ed Charlow and It'll be the 66th Busey Economic Seminar, and we'll have Ed Charlow on the next morning at 10. And then we may do something on Friday in connection with Mother's Day coming up on Sunday. So we'll stay tuned for that. 
Corey Swanson's a hands-on owner, the roofing dog, truly a family-owned business, 100% owned and operated by Corey Swanson and his wife, Melissa. He's a graduate of Rantoul High School and the University of Illinois. The roofing dog crew comprised of roofing professionals certified in roof installation, and the company employees receive full benefits in 401K. So they're investing in their employees, and in turn they invest in your roof and making sure it's right. They take responsibility and ownership of every past customer, Good news is, if you're not a customer and haven't been, they'll help you Swanson Roofing Grow with small repairs and help you save your roof. They're happy to come out and fix any problems, even if they did not do your roof originally. The Roofing Dog, providing service in Champaign, Vermilion, Ford, and McLean counties. Talked about the Libmans and uh, their word of mouth and their reputation. Uh, Corey Swanson, Swanson Roofing, the Roofing Dog, they've had a great reputation now for uh, well over a decade and beyond, and uh, here in east-central Illinois, and locally owned Invest in your roof. They'll take care of it. 355-ROOF, 355-7663. Visit Swanson Roofing online, theroofingdog.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. 1023, Penny for Your Thoughts. Open forum here in this hour. And then we'll continue with more of Penny for Your Thoughts all the way up until 11 o'clock. Penny for Your Thoughts rolling on here on this Monday. We'll have just an hour for you tomorrow on my end, and we'll have the On the Money folks, Tom Bruno, on Wednesday. A couple of the media members inducted into the uh, Illinois Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. Chuck Swirsky, voice of the Chicago Bulls. I'd never met him in person. Had a chance to say hello to him. He uh, started the Chicago's first nightly sports talk show. At one time, began his career in 1979, been the Bulls uh, announcer since 2008, play-by-play for DePaul basketball at one point, University of Michigan and the Toronto Raptors. Neil Milbert used to cover the Illini on a regular basis for the Tribune. It was good to see him again, had not seen him in a few years, and Rich King and Greg Sapp from Effingham, Rich King from Chicago, and uh, David Wilhelm from the Belleville News Democrat as well. So congratulations to all those guys uh, who were inducted on Saturday night. Back to the phones here, and Brian is with us this morning. Hi, Brian. Morning, Brian. What do you think, uh, Brian, of the uh, Boy Scouts allowing the girls to uh, join their ranks? Well, the Cub Scouts have had girls, right? For a while. Yeah, not in my day. Not in my day. Of course, I'm old. <laughs> well, I know the um, what the Boy Scouts are changing their name, right? Yeah. From the, what I understand? I, yeah. But what could possibly go wrong, Brian, with boys and girls camping together in the woods? At, you know. <laughs> well, you know, when I, I was... Yeah. Go ahead. I, when I was a boy, you know, we used to go on uh, outposts. We'd stay out in islands and in survival mode for a week we go on 25 mile hikes and we camp out in the snow you know i mean uh i just you know everything's so political politically correct these days that uh they just can't leave anything alone it seems like well it's going to uh, they're changing from boy scouts to scouts bsa uh, mm-hmm. That's from the chief executive officer. Girls have already started to be admitted to the Cub Scouts, which is keeping its name, and the Scouts BSA will start accepting girls next year. Uh, while admitting girls, the program will largely be divided along gender lines, single-sex units carrying out the same type of activities and earning the same merit badges. 
Now, Girl mm-hmm. Scout leaders say they were blindsided by the Boy Scouts' decision to admit girls. They're readying a campaign to recruit and keep girls as members. I doubt if the Girl Scouts are going to accept boys. Well, probably not, but um, both the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts have seen sharp membership drops in recent years. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, it's just uh, everything's changed and ain't nothing like it was. It, uh, you know, when I was a boy, we had good camaraderie with the with the fellas mm-hmm. out there you know away from home and it's just uh it was a good experience you know yeah so not a big fan yeah. of this move huh not at all yeah <laughs> all right how about you well i about- i don't i mean look i i think if you can keep the activities separate i mean that's you know why not uh, you know if you can earn the same type of merit badge i think that's good if you're trying if you've got declining membership you know, you can try something like that. Yeah. But I don't know. Right. I guess I guess I'm not as bothered, but I'm not maybe I've been around as long as you. <laughs> were, were were you ever a boy scout? No, I didn't. I, I you know, I I thought about it. My mom took me to an event one time and uh I don't think I could tie a knot correctly. <laughs> or something like that. So <laughs> Well, they teach you a lot of good things. Oh, you know? they do. Oh yeah, they they've done great things. Yeah, I mean you learn a lot of skills, so yeah, how to how to survive, you know, and uh, how to make uh, uh, you know things to take care of your wounds and broken arms and carrying people and oh, you yeah. know just a lot of a lot of good things. Oh sure, how to start a fire all by yourself, survive in the woods. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's there's a lot of good stuff. Well, okay, well, hey, thanks, Brian. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's go to Cindy. Hey, Cindy. Good morning. Hi, um, I understand his, um, your last caller's opinion, Mm -hmm. um, but as he was listing off the skills, the skills that he's listing are just important for a female as a male. And I can tell you, at least when my daughter was young, they weren't teaching the same skills as in Girl Scouts as the Boy Scouts. So, and I never liked that, you know, I'm, I'm cleaning the gutters. I'm 53. I'm, I'm cutting branches. I'm doing nowadays women and men generally share, uh, issues and we're outdoorsmen too. So I feel like, uh, the skills earned are not, um, shall we say gender specific. Mm -hmm. Why not let everybody no matter how they have to do that let everybody get those skills yeah so that's just my opinion yeah and uh now my sister was in the brownies i think at one point does that sound yeah. you remember being in that or being around that <clears throat> but um yeah I, I i remember that yeah yeah me too it was boring it was boring <laughs> so i quit <laughs> you want to do what the boys were doing yeah, yeah. i mean i'm serious yeah. but anyway i'll let you go that's just my two cents thank you Thanks. Appreciate it, Cindy. All right. Michael Kaiser has news next. Are you ever in the Boy Scouts at all? Yes, I was when I was Were younger. You? Yeah. yeah. I, I forgot Cub what Scouts year. or Boy Scouts? I forgot what year I started and what year I stopped, but I was in it for, for several years and had okay. the, the shirt and, and some of the badges. badges. And some of the what badges awards. did you earn? you remember? Boy, that's a oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't, I'd have to go see if have my mom look up that stuff she has yeah. at home. She has all that stuff. And I, I, I think the shirt might still be in one of my old closets at the house. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I 
I can't remember my, how many of my siblings, but I have two other brothers. So I don't know how much they were involved, but mm. yeah, I, I was involved in the, the Boy Scouts, and mm. I stopped. I, um, gosh, I don't remember what age it was, but it, it, I, I don't think I was even in high school yet. So, hmm. so I, I did it for a while. So I went to the meetings, okay. like at the meetings like on Thursday nights or Tuesday nights or something like that. So yeah. well, I was in 4-H. So a friend of mine was not quite in, Boy Scouts, but yeah. you know, 4-H was a it's a heavily uh, involved thing for people in my in, in my hometown, and my buddy mm-hmm. was involved in it. Still, kind of is a little bit here and there. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay, we got the news with Michael Kaiser. Got to keep moving here. We're going to get behind 10:34. Uh, here's Michael. A penny for your thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400. WDWS. We had the Libman family on in the first hour. Thanks to Robert and Andrew Libman for stopping by as they're being honored by Parkland College tomorrow night. And uh, also, he uh, visited on various topics, all the way from the Boy Scouts to uh, more broom corn talk. Uh, text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Three five one five three five seven says my grandfather John was a broom corn farmer and lived in Galton. They farmed up until he retired in the late nineteen fifties. My mom used to tell the stories about uh, the folks that would come in and work during the harvest. So that uh, text in this morning on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. A hey, quick question: Have you ever needed collision repairs on your vehicle? Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. Those are the guys, Dave Miller and Bill Gallo, very passionate about their business. They truly care. And that's one of the reasons they put their last names on the business. They want to know that uh, they know that you know who they are. They're absolutely hands-on in the business. They're in the shop every day. They can tell you everything you'd like to hear about collision repair, but they'd rather prove it. Their motto is, where action speaks louder than words. And they know this business inside and out because uh, you've had an accident. I mean, you're not thinking about much else, but okay. A, what did I do? What did I do wrong? Or that guy is not very smart that he hit my car. What's going on? Or you use other language that's probably not appropriate. Uh, when somebody hits you and your mind is racing, you got to get the insurance straightened out and all of that. Well, just give the keys to Dave and Bill. They know the collision repair business inside and out. They've worked as insurance adjusters. They've ran body shops. So they know what all this is about. They know what a hassle it can be. Free estimates are always offered. Conveniently and centrally located in Champaign-Urbana, look on the south side of I-74 between the Neal Street and Prospect exits. If you go by there sometime, just look and say, oh, there it is. Just to make a mental note if you need it. Or you can go to gallomiller.com, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. 1041 here at DWS. This day in history, a couple of notes. Triple Crown winner uh, Seattle Slough, 1977, won the 103rd Kentucky Derby. Went on to win the Preakness and the Belmont. And remember, they uh, didn't have one. What was it? Citation? Hadn't had one. Uh, you had Secretariat. Uh, Citation, Secretariat, then Seattle Slew, and then, of course, Affirmed. So you had, what, three there in the, that particular decade with uh, Secretariat, Seattle Slew, and um, Affirmed, beating Aladar three times. You thought, well, that's going to be easy. Of course, they didn't have one for another 20-some-odd years after that. Seattle Slough then died 25 years to the day after winning the Kentucky Derby back in 2002. And this is uh, the birth date of uh, TV host Tim Russert. Remember him, the moderator of NBC Meet the Press, born on this day in 1950. And this was the day in 1945. Now, tomorrow, of course, we'll have VE Day, but 
1945, Germany signed an unconditional surrender at Allied headquarters in France. And uh, this is the day that in 1975, President Gerald R. Ford declared an end to the Vietnam War. And on this day five years ago, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed above 15,000 for the first time. On this day, just five years ago, 15,000. What is it now? 23, right? Plus. And uh, this is the day 50 years ago, the University of Illinois announced it added 3,455 classes and dropped 1,289 classes over the last six years. On this day in 1968. Let's go back to the phones, 1042. Good morning to Bob. Hi, Ryan. This is Bob. Hey. Um, I was calling relative to the uh, uh, volcano in Hawaii. Yes. We had uh, three different experiences with that. The first time that we were there was about 71, I think, and uh, you could take the drive all the way around the big island. And uh, then... That night, as we were coming back from the drive, uh, we were staying at the uh, R&R camp up in the the Big Island, and uh, there was a big red glow in the distance, and uh, so we stopped and asked somebody, and they said, oh, yeah, there's a pot boiling. And uh, if you want to go see it, go down to the end of the road, and there are white footprints across the lava field, and you can go look down from a high point, on it so we did and we got up on there and there were four silhouettes down along the edge of this lava pot and a guy that was doing photography work there a real uh, expert on volcanology said those damn fools they um there were a group that uh are part of it fell in the other day (laughs) and so Anyway, we were walking back, and they were coming back across the lava fields, and this guy just read the riot act to them. And there were a bunch of hippies camping out down at the Black Sand Beach, and one said, the guy said, uh, you know, what the heck are you guys doing? And one guy said, uh, well, if the volcano don't get you, the sharks will. <laughs> and that was their attitude. Wow. The next time that we were there, um, we uh, went down, tried to make the round uh, the uh, island tour, and of course it was cut off. It was cut off down by this little park where they had a uh, wall around it made of uh, volcanic stone, and the lava had come right up to that wall, and you could look right down on it. And then the third time that we... Uh, we're in Hilo, and we went out uh, to try to uh, see some. We could only get out about 15 miles, and there had been a lot of flow uh, in that interim time. So it's a, it's a big, big area. Hmm. So is the volcano like right in the middle of the island? Or is no, it... it's uh, the, the um, pots that are or the, uh, the uh, I forget the terminology they use, but anyway, is more or less along the south and west. Hmm. It flow or south and east. It flows eastward towards the ocean, and of course, ultimately ends up in the ocean. Huh. Okay. 
So it's, uh, yeah, no, those things are rumbling all the time, right? This one's oh, been yeah. rumbling for just, a long time. Just lately, uh, of course, they had the earthquake along with the uh, volcanic action, and that just stirs it up that much more. Mm. But uh, off the Big Island, uh, there is an underwater volcano working to create a new island out there. And, uh, of course, that's what the Hawaiian Islands are all volcanic islands. Sure, sure. Okay, well, that's those are great stories, and it kind of helps educate me a little bit because, like I say, I've never been on the Big Island itself. So um, anything I could learn about that is helpful. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. we, we enjoyed the experience. <laughs> well, thank you, Bob. Thank you for the call. You bet. Great to hear from you. We're at uh, 1046. We'll take a break. Back with more. Penny, for your thoughts. Before I do that, though, real quick, Ed, don't, let, me, let me do this. Busey celebrated National Volunteer Month in a big way, volunteering more than 2,000 hours in April alone to help build a better future for our community. Busey Associates donated time to various organizations to revitalize neighborhoods in Champaign County during their annual Community Promise Month, including sponsoring and building a home for a local family through Habitat for Humanity. And Busey made it easy to give back through their social media campaign, Promise a Plate, with one click, followers donated as many as 33 meals. In total, more than 50,000 meals were donated in April, bringing the total donation to 150,000 meals to food banks, including the Eastern Illinois Food Bank, since the program's inception in 2012. Busey Hope's Community Promise Month inspires you to volunteer and create a positive impact in our communities. And each year, Busey and its associates give more than $1 million in countless volunteer hours. And in 2017, Busey Associates nearly... 20,000 hours volunteered alongside more than 700 organizations. Partner for purpose and progress and help strengthen our community. Connect with Busey today. Visit Busey.com. Follow Busey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now we'll take a break. Back after this. Brian Barnhart on Penny for Your Thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. We've had an open forum here this morning in hour number two. We had the Libman family on. Robert and Andrew Libman joined us, being honored by the Parkland College Foundation as the Entrepreneur of the Year for 2018, presented by V. Dale Kozad there. They do that the last several years, and they'll be honored tomorrow night. Appreciate them being on in the first hour, talking about everything from the Boy Scouts to volcanoes here in this second hour. Uh, got a text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Girls and boys won't be sharing tents and showers. Troops will be uh, gender segregated. The reality of it is the Boy Scouts are looking for more membership and hence monetary dues. And also Bill texts in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, says, wonder how many people know you can snow ski in Hawaii. Yeah, up in the upper um, tops of those mountains, right? You see it. Snow caps up there. Any other experiences with that volcano in Hawaii? I know that um, I can't even begin to imagine what it looks like. Never been there particularly. But um, probably even more impressive than you imagine with the volcano and the lava and the ash and everything else. All right, uh, let me tell you real quickly again about the Woods Basement Systems folks. Two things that happen with crawl space wall cracks uh, that uh, you know are going to happen. Cracks get worse if you ignore them. They keep stealing value from your home. Those are the two things that happen until the cause is fixed. They do not go away. They will not disappear on their own. I mean, I've tried it. It doesn't happen. <laughs> it's like leaky roofs. You can't, you can't ignore them. 
Over the years, Woods has acquired several awards for their basement finishing projects and their crawl space encapsulation systems. They're proudest, though, of their Better Business Bureau Torch Awards. And remember, a Woods estimate doesn't cost you anything. And how much is it costing you to not fix that problem? Go Woods Basement Systems today for your free estimate. Their number is 888-935-4333 or go online to woodsbasementsystems.com. 888-935-4333, woodsbasementsystems.com. The Woods Basement Systems, they've been around since 1986, and the Woods family has helped over 55,000 homeowners. 888-935-4333 or go to woodsbasementsystems.com. 10.54, another quick break, and then we'll come back and start to uh, shut it down for today on this Monday after this. don't know how many of you, I'm sure you did, watch Cheers. <laughs> this day in 1987 was Shelley Long's last regular appearance on Cheers as Diane Chambers. How about that? May 7th, 1987 on this day. I found that. A couple of things in case you missed it. I don't know if you've uh, seen these stories. A rule requiring new vehicles to have rear-view technology goes into effect. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration rule issued in 2014 mandating that cars have rear-view technology has gone into full effect. Los Angeles Times reports that all cars, buses, and trucks under 10,000 pounds manufactured or made to sell in the U.S. are required to have rear-view video systems. That backup camera. One person speaking out on this, Dr. Greg Goldbranson, who accidentally killed his two-year-old son, Cameron, in a 2002 backup over accident. He says, it's been a long fight, but we're thrilled this day has finally come. So uh, without that camera, and most cars seem to have it now. I've got one that doesn't. It's old enough. I guess that it doesn't uh, have it. I have to look over my shoulder the old-fashioned way. But, uh, of course, a lot of the newer, most of the newer cars have that backup camera, so you can see. And uh, calorie counts on menus will be mandatory starting today, with the Food and Drug Administration finally implementing the Obama-era policy after nearly a decade of delays because of the food industry lobbying against it. Restaurant chains and other food outlets that have 20 or more locations, including places like grocery stores, movie theaters, amusement parks, and even vending machines, will have to post the calorie counts of the food they sell. Several major chains, you've already seen this at like Starbucks, McDonald's, and Panera, they list the calories. Now, the problem some people have, I think, (laughs) is you have to have your reading glasses on maybe to read them in some cases. They're far enough away, you've got to look up and see them. But uh, I don't know what you think of all of that, but I, it, it makes me think maybe twice if I know something's going to be, you know, if I'm going to have a shake and it's 800 calories, I might think about it. Maybe wait another day or something. Or drink half of it or something like that. But anyway, those go to effect, I guess, this week today is what they say. Although studies are unclear whether calorie labeling on menus Affects the food choices people make. The labeling is expected to both push the food industry and restaurants to adjust their products so they aren't so high in calories and change people's attitudes about nutrition, possibly getting them to cut some calories from their diet. So there's a couple of things there in the In Case You Missed It stories for today. One other little note, I was watching a basketball game yesterday. Did you know Quinn Snyder is coaching the Utah Jazz? They're in the playoffs. 
playing Houston and probably about to be eliminated, but I had forgotten about Quinn Snyder, former Missouri coach, being the head coach of the Jazz. Like, I'm in sports and I missed that somehow, or at least hadn't followed it closely enough. Anyway, that's it for today. Thank you for the uh, guests that we had, Libman family. Congratulations to them. Thank you for your calls. Back tomorrow for an hour, 9 to 10 on WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.